Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Tuesday, September 19th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Illinois is the first state to eliminate cash bail. Prosecutors are adjusting to the paperwork and case preparation for the new system that determines who goes free and who remains behind bars while awaiting trial. And I do expect over time we're going to be making a, a pitch for some more detainable offenses, but a lot of it is just sort of the normal ebb and flow of how cases come into this office. We will report on the first day without cash bail in Illinois in just a few minutes. Red light and speed cameras could be coming to St. Louis in an effort to reduce the number of deadly traffic crashes. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports. 27 people have died in car crashes this year, along with four pedestrians. Drivers have injured another 134 pedestrians and four cyclists. The city set aside federal COVID relief funds for things like speed humps and street redesigns, and police have made 20,000 traffic stops this year. Mayor Tashara Jones says cameras will allow those limited resources to go further. Automatic traffic enforcement is one key tool in our traffic safety toolbox. The Missouri Supreme Court struck down red light cameras in 2015 because the laws assumed the owner of the car was always driving. Jones says the administration has worked to make sure its new law is constitutional. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. UAW workers at the General Motors assembly plant in Wentzville remain on the picket line. They went on strike last week along with UAW members at two other Midwest plants after contracts expired. Sonia Wagner has worked at the Wentzville facility for a decade. She says fair pay and an end to two-tier contracts are among the key issues. The gap between the CEOs and the line worker or the daily worker is too big. You know, the shareholders are getting all the money and all the profits, but yet they're not twinkling them down to us. You know, somebody that's been there 20 years, they're still making top pay with no cost of living raise. Wagner was a guest yesterday on St. Louis on the Air. U.S. Steel is blaming the auto worker strike for a decision to temporarily idle one of the furnaces at the Granite City operation. The union disagrees. United Steelworkers Local 1899 President Dan Simmons tells Five on Your Side the company is instead anticipating disruptions many months away. The temporary idling could lead to the layoff of hundreds of steelworkers in Granite City. Illinois Attorney General Kwame Raoul has filed a petition against Spire's controversial natural gas pipeline in the St. Louis region. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports the case calls on a Greene County judge to order Spire to demonstrate why it should not be held in contempt. In its filing, Illinois says Spire has failed to comply with a previous consent order. The petition cites numerous breaches of state law tied to erosion along various creeks and streams, leftover construction debris, and other violations. Bob Hart has a farm in Greene County where Spire built some of its pipeline. I think they'll be held in contempt. I really do. You know, I don't want one of them back on the place to try to stretch Navy out because I know they won't do it right. Hart says Spire damaged some of his land so much that he doesn't grow crops on it anymore. Spire declined to specifically comment on this petition from Illinois. The company did say it's, quote, ready and willing to address all landowner concerns related to restoration issues. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. A former police officer in the North St. Louis County community of Veldas City has pleaded guilty to assault for shooting at a car while the driver fled a traffic stop. 
Matthew Shans will essentially be on probation for five years and must surrender his certification to be a police officer in Missouri. Shans and Officer Christopher Gage stopped the driver for expired tags in February 2020. They shot at the vehicle. When the driver fled, that driver was seriously injured. Gage pleaded guilty in November to unlawful use of a weapon. Shans had previously worked for the St. Louis Police Department. It was another historic night at Bush Stadium. Pitcher Adam Wainwright notched his 200th Major League career victory last night with a 1-0 win over Milwaukee. Our thanks to Bally Sports, Major League Baseball, and Cardinals.com for the audio. Wainwright is just the third pitcher in Cardinals history to reach the milestone. Having to work as hard as I had to work for it made me savor it that much more. You know, um, There was a time where I really wasn't sure if I was going to be able to keep going you know, um, or if they were going to even let me keep going. But uh, I'm sure glad I got to. It's been a tough year for Wainwright. He missed time with injuries and has five wins to go with 11 losses. Wainwright is retiring after the season. He's been with the organization since 2005. The use of cash bail is over in Illinois. Yesterday was the first day of a new system for determining who goes free and who is jailed while awaiting trial. The law was passed in 2021, but because of a legal fight and a desire to give counties time to prepare, the change is only going into effect now. It makes Illinois the first state in the U.S. to eliminate cash bail. We had reporters in courtrooms throughout the state monitoring the historic day, and we start with reporter Chip Mitchell, who was in Wheaton at the DuPage County Courthouse. In West Suburban DuPage County, 22 newly arrested defendants were brought into the courtroom one by one. Most wore orange jail jumpsuits. 14 of the 22 faced charges of domestic battery, a misdemeanor, or violation of a protection order in a domestic case. The others faced charges ranging from retail theft to drug possession. DuPage County Public Defender Jeff York says if the proceedings had been bond hearings, like what the court held until yesterday, we probably would have been done within an hour for sure. York says that's because the judge would have set a bond in each case after quick statements from the prosecutor and defense attorney. But yesterday's hearings took all day. The longest were ones in which prosecutors asked for the defendant to be detained. Those hearings averaged about a half hour each. And one thing that took time was that the state was giving the defense attorneys York oversees more evidence. We get whatever they get in order to prepare for the hearing. So if they have police reports, we get them. We never used to do that. That enables the lawyers to make stronger arguments for their clients' liberty. Prosecutors ultimately sought pretrial detention for 10 of the day's 22 defendants. Of those, Judge Joshua Deaton found a significant safety threat or flight risk and ordered jail for just two. One of the defendants who Deedon ordered to be released had been arrested for an aggravated gun possession charge while on probation for a 2021 conviction on a similar charge. He said the new law did not allow prosecutors to petition for detention in that case. Judge Deedon ordered two other defendants to be jailed until today because technical glitches had blocked the evidence from being turned over to their lawyers. From the bench, Deedon voiced concerns that postponing cases could create a snowball effect. 
Some advocates who campaigned for eliminating cash bail have voiced worries that Illinois judges will substitute electronic monitoring for the money bonds. But Deedon did not order electronic monitoring for anyone yesterday. I'm Chip Mitchell in Chicago. And I'm Mawa Iqbal in Springfield. On Monday, there hadn't been any new arrests since midnight. And there was debate in the courtroom on whether the pretrial hearings on the docket yesterday should be processed under the new system or the old one. Using the new system would have meant foregoing bond and instead setting conditions like electronic monitoring for people's release pretrial. Public defender Craig Reiser argued for the defendants to be released on their own recognizance or to have their previously set bonds lowered. But the prosecutor argued the defendants were charged with their crimes before the new mandate took effect, so they should have to pay their bonds. A majority of the defendants were charged with lower-level misdemeanors like retail theft. For many, it was their first offense. Judge Rudolph Broad granted the release of almost every defendant so long as they promised to appear for their next court date. Several people were relieved, with one defendant fist-bumping courtroom security on his way out. However, Broad did deny bond reductions for three people, on the basis that they are a willful flight risk or would be a danger to the community if released. Sangamon County's decision to hold hearings under the old system seemed to contradict a ruling by the Illinois Supreme Court instructing lower courts to start following the new law on Monday. The chief judge of Sangamon County couldn't be reached for comment. A spokesperson for the high court declined to comment on whether Sangamon County was properly interpreting their ruling. I'm Mawa Iqbal in Springfield. And I'm Will Bauer in Belleville. Just like other parts of the state, it was slow in the Metro East. There were no pretrial hearings between either Madison or St. Clair counties. However, local prosecutors and public defenders say they had plenty to do. It really was a very busy morning. That's Ryan Kemper. He's an assistant state's attorney in Madison County. The busyness comes from one, trying to figure out the new system, and two, all the new paperwork and prep the new system requires. And I do expect over time we're going to be making a, a pitch for some more detainable offenses, but a lot of it is just sort of the normal ebb and flow of how cases come into this office. In total, the county had three criminal charges filed Monday morning. One night you might have 10 people in custody, one night you might have two in this county, and so... While there were no pretrial hearings in Madison County, Kemper's office did seek to detain one defendant the first day under the new system. He was charged Monday morning with felony stalking. Appointed to defend him that morning, the public defender's office asked for and was granted a 24-hour delay. Chief Criminal Judge Kyle Knapp says overall, the slow first day went well. I think that things went as well as we could hope today. There's sure there's things we could correct a little bit, getting the timing down so that we're starting court at 1.15 on the dot, making sure that we've given everybody notice that needs to have notice. So there was a couple of hiccups, but nothing nothing major at all. It was, it, it'll be fine-tuned, I would say, within the week. From Knapp's vantage point, easing into a massive shakeup of the criminal justice system wasn't a bad thing. Having a slow day or two may prove to be a good time to sort out those details. If she and others are right, the caseload will likely pick up from here on out. Just south in St. Clair County, the chief circuit judge there says they'll ramp up for day two, with at least three pretrial hearings scheduled. In Belleville, I'm Will Bauer. That story was reported by Chip Mitchell, Mawa Iqbal, and Will Bauer. We have more on the end of cash bail in Illinois at stlpr.org. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt.
Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.